Hello, and welcome to the Think Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Cuevas. I'm a lover of French Rose coffee, golden doodles, and pump-up music. I believe happiness is something we each create for ourselves and that you are in the driver's seat of your own life. Yep, you. Join me each week as we chat with guests about their personal happiness journeys and dive into practices that you can incorporate into your daily life to help you be, well, happier. Hello, and welcome back to the Think Happy Podcast. Did you enjoy last week's episode? I have a feeling you did. I had almost as much fun re-listening to the conversation that I had with Sarah and Katie as I did actually recording it. They are just so much fun to chat with, and I swear, it's just so much of the time it feels like my job just isn't even work. It just feels like fun. (laughs) And part two of our conversation is just as great as part one. I cannot wait for you to listen to it. But before we dive into part two, let me first tell you that the doors for the next round of Becoming Your Best You are officially open. And I have decided to give the Think Happy podcast listeners an exclusive 10% discount on your seat in Becoming Your Best You with code podcast, okay? But here's the deal. Doors won't be open for much longer, so go snag your spot and your discount before they close. This next round starts on April 3rd. YBY is an eight-week group program that has been designed to take you from overwhelmed, from stressed, from running in circles, from unproductive with your time, from distracted, and from on empty, to being in control of your life, to being in control of everything on your to-do list, to having a plan for each day, to consistently have enough time for yourself, and ultimately, to being in the driver's seat of your own life. This next round starts on April 3rd and will run through late May. Topics including time management, task prioritization, delegating, building habits and routines, and so, so much more. Inside BYBY, you will learn how to identify time you waste and how to reallocate that time back to yourself. You will learn time management practices that you can start incorporating into your life immediately. You'll learn how to manage and prioritize your tasks so you're able to efficiently get them done. You'll learn how to identify tasks that can be delegated and how to start delegating them. And you'll learn how to build a routine that is being your best you. The ladies from this most recent round of BYBY have absolutely thrived, and it has been nothing shy of a pleasure to be part of this journey with them, to be supporting them, to be guiding them, and to just watch their transformations unfold. Oh, it just, like, up. It lights me up. So let let me tell you what's included inside of this program. First, you get more than eight teaching you about each week's theme. You get access, well, not access, 
a seat in weekly live group coaching calls with myself. You get daily communication with me and the other group members inside of Slack. Plus, you get some amazing bonus materials. So again, doors are officially open. Head to thinkhappyco.com slash BYBY for all of the info and use code podcast for your 10% discount. The discount will be plan that you use. Okay. So there's a handful of different payment plan options. That 10% discount will be automatically applied to it when you use that code podcast. If you have questions, send me a DM on Instagram and I will gladly get back with you. And again, go to thinkhappyco.com slash BYBY as in becoming your best you and use Code podcast. I am so excited to see you there. And now, without further ado, here is part two of my conversation with Sarah and Katie. Enjoy. Going back to talking about being at my grandmother's house the other day. So that's where I found the mirror that we were talking about earlier. I also found this coffee table book that I'm going to put on my dresser that. I had been planning on probably like going on Amazon or something and buying some, but I found the coolest freaking coffee table book that is the perfect shade of like off white. Mm -hmm. And it's filled with these old timey black and white photos of like very influential men. And like, I know when Oakley sees it, he's going to sit there and actually want to like go and look at every single page because he loves history. And like, I could not have, have found that. And, but it was patience. Mm -hmm. All it took was a little bit of patience and I found the perfect book. And now I like, cannot wait to put it in my bedroom. It's so cheesy. So cheesy. Yeah, it tells a story. It really does. More than what you would have bought on Amazon or Home Goods or Target. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so selfishly, I have to ask you guys. So my next redecorating project is going to be the built-ins that are in my family room. And so it's like I have my fireplace and then the mantle and then on either side are built-ins. What pointers do you have for me creating the built-ins or no they're already there just decorating them yes just filling them um so okay so here we go um I would say obviously like we've kind of said it over and over again inspiration photos Mm -hmm. find things that are it's kind of like the vibe that you're going for in that room yeah definitely incorporate a lot of family photos again making it personal and you have the cutest photos of you and your kids oh my gosh thanks I love Sarah incorporated family photos into the bedroom design I did we we love family photos here at KHI (laughs) we love we love it um but just kind of incorporate, just not making it look too busy. Yeah. You know, just doing to breathe. Yes, exactly. Yes. Do you think that there can be too many family photos and spaces? You know, I feel like I've heard, and this is probably one of those like things to just throw out of the window, but you know, the saying where people are like, don't have family photos, like in the front entryways and like in the first floor of your house or something like that. Like, why? I've never heard that. No, I've never heard that before. Really? Is it just because someone would like look in the window and see your family? And- no, I think it's because <laughs> it makes it feel like 
too much like someone lives here and like not designed well. Yeah. Yeah, I think the... Throw it out the window. Yeah, Yeah. no. Again, that goes back to like, uh, there are rules for things. There are Mm -hmm. rules, right? I would say there are specifications that are recommended. And that is not, I mean, you know, I I would say that that I would ignore. Um, Throw it out the window. If it brings you joy, it doesn't matter what the rule says. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that there are places for family photos that Mm -hmm. make more sense. Right. And finding that mix. So let's Mm -hmm. say you're, you have frames on your built-ins, finding Mm -hmm. a good mix of maybe some art pieces. I love, we've talked a lot about some of my favorite art is art that my kids have created. Um, you know, I, I have watercolors that yes. they've done and oh, I love you, it doesn't even have to look like art that they've just give them black paint and a paintbrush and let them, you know, create something abstract and cool. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, naturally we end up putting family photos a lot of time in a primary bedroom or mm-hmm. a gallery wall down a long hallway, places that you get to see every day, but maybe yeah. aren't you know, quite as forward facing in your home. Mm -hmm. An entryway, I think it's all about function mixing with the aesthetic. I think an entryway is a great place for a mirror because you're going to be coming in and out and making sure your hair's okay. Um, lipstick on. Yeah. But we love a gallery wall. We'll Mm -hmm. put a gallery wall in someone's house all. Yeah. All over. So I think it's just about, again, going back to that plan. If you hang family photos, but then you didn't really create that map of art in your house Mm -hmm. and what's going to go where and what makes sense to have its moment and, you know, have its space to shine, Yeah. then it may fall flat. But um, I don't think there's rules for that. Yeah. I like no rules. And when it comes to shelf styling, Katie and I, we, it takes us hours. Like we, it's like an art (laughs) truly. Yeah. You know, we go over to, we go to a client's house if we've installed built-ins or if we're kind of finishing up a project and we're working on styling their bookshelves. Mm -hmm. Her and I are there for so long being like, okay, how about, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? No, this needs this over here. It's, it's just trial and error and a lot of, a lot of patience and a lot of work. Yeah. A tip that I have, um, really I use this for anything you know, set it up mm-hmm. and install what you're going to put on there. A mm-hmm. lot of times my eye does not see the same level of detail as when I take a photo of it and I look at the photo. Oh, um, that's really interesting. So I will, I will often when we're styling shelves, we'll get it to a good stopping point. Mm-hmm. I'll take some pictures and then I'll mull it over in photos. You can see balance of color and scale really, mm-hmm. really easily. Yeah. You can tell when you look at a photo, something sticks out and is not quite right. Yeah. And with built-ins, it's never done. Right. So we right. styled some for clients. And then the next couple of times I go to their house for a meeting or a check-in or a site visit, I'm maybe tweaking something yes. and, you know, moving something around and, it's flexible. It's, it's not meant to be permanent. Yeah. You know, leave some space to breathe. Like you said, curate some things as you travel, you Mm -hmm. know, if you go somewhere really unique and they have beautiful pottery there buy a piece to incorporate again, to help tell that story. Yeah. Um, you can find that mix of high and low vintage and new, um, really, really unique pieces. Mm -hmm. I would say don't buy everything at home goods. Yeah. Go and get a couple things there. That's great. Yeah. and, and I feel like we've talked about home goods and target a lot, but that's just like the example that we yeah, have of like yeah. big box retailer for sure. that you just go and pick things willy nilly like mm-hmm. that fake plant. No offense does not tell a story of your life or yeah. likely bring you any joy. Right. Um, so really curating it yeah, and having a collection that develops over time. Telling a story. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, okay. So I have a handful of questions from listeners 
that I'm really excited to ask you guys. The first one, tips for picking out artwork. So we kind of touched on this briefly yeah. just now, but um, a lot of this is just like artwork is so different from person to person, what right. they're attracted to and what brings them joy. Like artwork that I really like, Katie doesn't necessarily like and vice versa. Like her yeah. and I have very different ideas of art sometimes. And so um, it's very unique to each person. Mm -hmm. And so whether that is you're creating something with your kids, like Katie has done with her kiddos. Miller's six months old. I don't think I can yeah. do it with him yet, but I definitely <laughs> plan to. Yes. Um, and so just like creating something that tells a story of your life, or maybe, you know, you're traveling somewhere and you see an artist mm -hmm. that's, you know, making, I, I went to Paris and I saw artists on the street making things. I'm like, oh, I want to remember this trip. So I yeah. bought something from them or, you know, whatever it is. Um, or it could be something you saw on Etsy. There's some really, really great artists on Etsy yeah. um, that have very affordable pieces. And so just kind of collecting those things over time, again, patience, 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 yeah, and just seeing things that really draw you in and really investing in some of those pieces mm -hmm. as well um, is going to be really key. Yeah. Yeah. Support independent artists. Yes. Um, and, you know, we always have conversations with clients of, where do you want to invest and mm -hmm. what priorities do you have? And the reality is that for many people, art just isn't on their radar yet. Yeah. But I would say doing what you can to put it on your radar and say over this year, we want to save to invest in a piece that goes you know, going back to, you know, yeah. tells a story. And when we host a dinner party, we can talk about it and, you know, share about the artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So finding a way to incorporate that, mm -hmm. um, there is art at big box retailers yeah. that can be fine, but yeah. I think allowing yourself to find space for that in your home yeah. is really special, even if it's not something that you've previously, you know, valued. And I think that something you guys have talked about with like, it's okay to mix mm -hmm. like some of the big box stuff mm -hmm. with some of the more unique, expensive stuff mm -hmm. like that makes me feel like, Oh, okay. Like this is actually more attainable for, mm -hmm. for me, something sure. like that. Um, I have a story about art, having a, a story <laughs> that I'm going to share really fast. Cause, um, we're coming up on time. Um, so I had mentioned the watercolors that are in, or the watercolor mm -hmm. paintings that are in my bedroom. Um, there's one that goes on Oakley's side of the bed and one that's on my side of the bed. The one on his side of the bed is a watercolor painting of a golf course that he got a hole in one at, oh my gosh, I love that. but listen to this. Oh. I got it done of the wrong <laughs> golf course. It is hilarious. <laughs> okay. So He's like opening this gift that I got for him that I'm so excited about. And a couple days later, he's like, babe, I just have to ask you, um, why did you pick this golf course? And I was like, well, it's the one that you got a hole in one at. And he's like, no, it's not. Oh, no. oh my goodness. And now we always talk. And as soon as he told me, I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to order another one. And he's like, no, like no one is ever going to come into our bedroom and look at this and think like, this is so random. Like if anything, it is a hilarious story. And now I just love it. 
Yeah, that even makes it more personal, I feel yes, like, because it's just, yes. like, such a joke between the two it of you. It literally That's... is, like, the wrong golf course. I love that. <laughs> I know. I love that. It's so funny. Okay, next question from the listeners. Can I mix metal hardwares? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I Thank would God. encourage it. Yes. Please don't have the same metal everywhere in your home. That's yeah. That's going to look less personalized, right? Yeah. Less yeah. custom and unique. I usually tell clients in your entire home, I would pick about three finishes okay. and mix those in the entire home. Okay. In one room, depending on the size and scale of the room, two, if it's small, maybe incorporating all three. Okay. But if you think about how many finishes there could be with metal hardware, yeah. right? So if you have built-ins, you probably have hardware on there, your mm-hmm. lighting, your doorknobs that run consistently throughout your home, yeah, um, the legs of a piece of furniture, mm-hmm. maybe there's an accent brass in your kitchen, you might have hardware in your kitchen. You also have stainless steel appliances and or, yeah. you know, whatever color they are. So it's meant again to kind of tell a story and be that custom feel yeah. that this has been curated. So in fact, I would encourage that yeah. you mix metals. Absolutely. Yes. That's a load off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't get caught again. Don't yeah. get caught up on these rules that you think have been arbitrarily set in place. Yeah. They're not there. As I'm sitting here, I'm drinking the most delicious cup of Kerbeans coffee. Kerbeans is a wife and husband duo who turned their passion for coffee into a business. They're so sweet and it makes me so happy seeing their business thrive. Now, let me tell you why Kerbeans is thriving. To put it simply, it's because their coffee is amazing. Think Happy has had the honor of getting to pick a Think Happy signature roast. These dark roasted Mexico beans smell like a good day waiting to happen. When brewed, they create the smoothest cup of coffee you've ever tasted. And it's even still good after being reheated. If you're like me and frequently get pulled away from your coffee, you know that's important. And I have a special treat for you. Think Happy listeners receive 15% off their order of Kerbeans. Head to kerbeans.coffee backslash thinkhappy Kerbeans is spelled K-I-R-B-E-A-N-S and use code THINKHAPPY at checkout for your 15% discount. Again, that's kerbeans.coffee backslash thinkhappy, code THINKHAPPY. Um, Okay, I really love this question and I cannot wait to hear y'all's answer. (laughs) Um, What are some common design no-nos that you see? Um, well, we have a couple of them. Uh, <laughs> um, again, don't be afraid to again, hurt feelings because yeah. we all want, this to is know. all a, like a personal thing between, you know, Katie and I, and you are allowed to have your own opinion. And yes, if there these are things no bring you joy, they bring you joy and we're happy <laughs> for you. But, um, one thing that we just are not a huge fan of is accent walls. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. We just want you to just either go all in. Yeah. Or not at all. Have and a that's whole okay. room that pops with color. Yeah. Or a whole room of wallpaper, which we're yeah. obsessed with wallpaper, wallpaper, the ceiling, wallpaper, the walls, wallpaper, everything. Yes. Just not one, one wall. Yeah. I, sorry to burst anyone's bubble on accent walls. I think that's that they okay. have a, they can have a place, but again, when you think about your, your room telling a story mm-hmm. and evoking a feeling, mm-hmm. when you enter a room, the hope that I have that the design is going to tell a story and you experience it in a really beautiful way. There's all these textures, colors, you know, patterns, materials that are Mm -hmm. working 
together to evoke a mood and you know, it feels amazing to be in this space. Yeah. And when you throw an accent wall in there, it just stops you in your tracks, right? Your eye doesn't know where to go. It just breaks it up in a way that doesn't feel right to me. Um, so yes, I often talk people off the accent wall ledge and I feel bad because they get so excited. Like we're going to do an accent wall here. But like Sarah said, just do it. And if the room has boundaries, do it everywhere. Yeah. Right. Wallpaper, every wall, Mm -hmm. um, lean into that moment so that it contributes to that feeling that the room is creating. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times with accent walls, people get afraid to like really commit to like a color or like a wallpaper. And I I get that. I mean, I'm somebody who gets tired of things very quickly, Mm -hmm. like visually and design wise in my own home. And so I completely get it. But I think that like Katie said, just kind of going in into a room and just having it be a moment and be, have it really be a part of the room is super, super key. Yeah. Yeah. And I do have a list of no-nos that yes. I, <laughs> that I would not choose, but that's okay if you would choose these things, yeah. right? Because so much of it is subjective to what you find beautiful and functional. We're always right. marrying beauty and function. Yeah. And some choices in your home are going to be purely functional, especially yeah. in the life stage of having small children. Oh yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, that's why I have a roadmap and vision for my home for one day when my kids are older. Yes. <laughs> One thing that I don't love is when cabinetry stops short of going all the way to the ceiling. Oh my gosh. Many people have this in their homes. So if you're looking at your kitchen cabinets or your built-ins and you're like, mine don't go to the ceiling, that's okay. Mine do not. And I cannot wait for the day when I can redo that kitchen and take them all. You can just, yeah, you can take it all the way up. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) I am always going to recommend that we do a little edit on that millwork to take it all the way to the ceiling, mm-hmm. um, brings height it makes it feel more complete. And then practically you don't have all that dust. Yeah. Um, and like bugs and critters that could yep. live up there. Um, and then the other thing that I will say is we've kind of talked about buying things. One thing on my list was buying things to just fill a space. Yeah. Like that to me is not intentional. Um, and then art from big box retailers. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, I think that's very important in your home is hanging things, hanging everything that's getting installed at the correct height. Ah, so yes. sconces, art, <clears throat> pendants coming from the ceiling, lighting. That's kind of where I think a room or a space goes from like 80% of the way there to like really you nailed it. It's curated yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so you can do a little Google on like what height should my sconces be installed yeah. at? What height should I hang this artwork? Mm-hmm. Um, but really getting that right makes a big difference. Yeah. That's a big one. Um, okay. So I asked this question to everyone who comes on the show. It is my all time favorite question. And both of you get to answer. Do you have a happiness or life hack that you use in your own life could or could not be related to design, um, that the listeners might want to incorporate into their own lives? Sarah, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, well, I, I did there's a million ways I can go about answering this question, yes. but the first thing that kind of came to mind, a lot of your listeners, I would say like 99% of them do, if not all of them do not know me personally, <laughs> but I am a very open and honest person. And I would favorite. Th- <laughs> about you. thank you. Um, I would say that something that kind of 
helps me keep my life happy and kind of keeps myself in check is just being honest and open with where I am. Yeah. So if I'm like in a really bad place or if I'm just like feeling kind of weird that day, I'm very honest with the people around Mm -hmm. me. Like, Hey, like not doing, I'm off today. Yeah. Just not, not doing great. And so that kind of allows for, you know, my husband or Katie or, you know, the people that are around me to kind of be aware of that and adjust if needed. Mm -hmm. And even just by being honest and open with how I'm feeling allows for me to be just a little bit happier, even if I'm off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it allows them to kind of see from my perspective, like what I'm going through and I don't know, it just brings me joy being honest and open. I really like that one. I really like that one. Yeah. Um, so mine is maybe like a practical tip that I utilize. Um, we went through a season, obviously, before my first son was born of infertility. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I actually both did, so maybe that's yes. a fun, you know, follow-up podcast. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've actually thought about doing a whole series on different, um, like, either birth stories mm-hmm. or j- j- just something around yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one, of, it was a very difficult time for me, um, very, very hard. One of the things that grounded me so much that I would go back to over and over. I made a note in my phone Mm -hmm. because I was just, I mean, the what if, the uncertainty, just like spiraling in my emotions during that time. I made a list of everything, some good, some just okay, everything that I knew to be true about my life. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I have an amazing husband. We are financially secure. Like anything that I could put in my column of this is going well for me. Yeah. And when I had a moment of just like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this season. Like this is so tough. I would pull that open and it was just these little reminders of the goodness in my life. Yeah. And I still have that note. I love looking at it and it's fun to look back on and see like in that difficult time that I now have so much clarity and hindsight on. Yeah. These are the things that just kept me in my mental like right space. Yeah. Um, and it can be small things or big things, yeah. but like, this is what I know is happening, mm-hmm. um, for me and to me and around me. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I think it's really grounding and your list might be like two things long. And in my case, it was very long, yeah. even though I had this difficult season where I was longing for something mm-hmm. else, not allowing that to totally define Mm -hmm. like everything that's going on in your life. Yeah. 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 And I think it kind of reminds me, I keep um, a really simple gratitude journal on my nightstand and I try to every night write three things that I'm grateful for from that day. And sometimes it's like, I'm grateful that I'm getting into bed. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for this pillow. But other times it's like, I'm grateful for the car ride home from MDO with Ellie when she was singing happy birthday. I don't know. Like sometimes it's like much deeper things also. Yeah, totally. And, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of both of what you said, like when we were going through infertility, I did IVF. Um, and it it was really hard. I mean, anybody who's gone through infertility understands how difficult that can be. And there was a point in time where my husband and I, at the end of every day, I was like, okay, tell me one thing you were really grateful for today. And don't say like, you know, 
I don't know, you, you. or yeah. uh, my lunch. You know, it's like, I want something unique for today. Yeah. I want you to just come up. And so it, it kind substance. of, right. It kind of allowed you to go throughout your day and kind of see it in a different view. Like, okay, what am I going to tell Nick at the end of the day? Yeah. I'm thankful for that's unique yes. to this day. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. I love that, Katie. That's really Aww, beautiful. That I never knew that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> We're going to cry. <laughs> okay. Before we start crying, tell us where we can connect with you guys. So you can see um, our Instagram at Katie Hilburn Interiors. And we also have a website, www.katiehilburninteriors.com. Yay! <laughs> well, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This, this was really so fun. fun. It's very grounding yeah. to talk about. Right? We're just like so in the day to day and yeah. you know, busy and it's very grounding and feels really great to just take a step back yes. and reflect on our business. No, for sure. Someone asked me the other day, does your podcast feel like work? And I was like, honestly, not really. Like it's just, I get to have conversations like this and it's just, it does. This part does not feel like work. So it's awesome. Thanks to my guests like you guys who make this not feel like work. Um, all right, you guys also to the listeners, you make it not feel like work too. So (laughs) thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us some ear space today. And that's a wrap. I will be back next week with another episode of the think happy podcast. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Think Happy Podcast. If you just can't get enough, find me on Instagram at thinkhappy underscore co, that's C-O, and online at thinkhappyco.com. See you next week.